Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Everybody, welcome to another episode of Creators Outlet. Today, we welcome our friend back, Brian Silverbacks. What's going on, Will? How you doing, brother? Uh, man, I might be a little stressed out from trying to put together something I have no business putting together. Well, I know you just came back from another uh, another uh, signing that I saw. I saw posts. Yeah, so uh, what is it, two weeks ago, uh, the recount issue two came out, and Kingdom of Comics in Melbourne, Florida, had solicited a, a, uh, a what is it called? an exclusive cover for the recount, and they flew me down there for the weekend to sign all the copies that people bought, and then, you know, ended up... I think they're close to selling out, if not already sold out by now. But it was so it was it was down there and signing the cover, which that brings me to a new point, which this week the recount issue three comes out. Or no, 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 I'm sorry. In two in two weeks, the issue three comes out. But I did an exclusive cover for a different set of stores, and that pre-sale is halfway pre-sold out. Wow. And uh, I know some somewhere in the mess of my desk, I I have the uh, the recount inspired uh, clown neck gator you did for uh, I do that. that I did company. those neck gators long before the recount. That's what's weird is I did I did those neck gators in two thousand uh, mid to mid to late two thousand nineteen, I believe. Wow. Yeah, and, and it just turns out that there is a nice Joker mask-looking one that looks like it could be right out of uh, the recount. It it looked it looks cool, and it it was it was funny because I I put it on one day when you guys were doing a when you and Jonathan were doing a oh that's right that's right yeah number one and uh, <laughs> down with Danny Morales and you're like dude 
I made that. Yeah, that's pretty. I've seen a couple of people on. I think uh, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin has one. Kevin posted the other day. He took he took a picture. He was just clowning around today, and he had <laughs> he had the mask on. I'm like, oh. Yeah. So and then so with that said, so so the 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 recount itself is for uh, the first the first recount story that's being told right now is four issues. So the fourth issue of this current story is like the closing chapter for this. Mm-hmm. So that must mean that Brian's going to do a fourth cover for uh, for issue number four. So cool. I did the Scarface. I did Scarface variant for the first one. I did the Heat movie variant for the second one. Yeah. I did Dead Presidents for the third one. And the fourth one will also be another movie-inspired homage cover to make the set of four uh, nice and frameable classic badass movies from the 90s. Cool. Maybe early 2000s, but I think it's mostly 90s. Even 80s, I guess, with Scarface. Yeah, Scarface was 80s. Uh, but the those others were like in the nineties. So uh, yeah. So and and without giving it away, I am I haven't looked it up, but I'm pretty sure that the movie the movie that we're doing for the fourth one is like a ninety six, maybe ninety maybe ninety three somewhere in there. I might have been slightly intoxicated through the nineties. So, uh yeah, college, college years. That I was just pre-college. Uh, I graduated high school in '94, so I was still in my up to no good years. Yeah, I was I was class of '88, so yeah. But so so that's what's going on with the recount. So Jonathan is wrapping up that series to great success, and I mean he, I don't know. He's he's only had three issues of the book: issue one, two, and three. But when you see him do a live showing, he's got like 25 different covers. So there's all these different covers for and it's it's really awesome to see how well the series is being received because when we were doing the signing for the heat cover, a, a whole bunch of people came and bought covers that had, had just not been available to them for all the back issues. So he he ended up making more getting more attention for those than the book we were there to, 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 to help. Promote. For, yeah. So, but, but dude, it's, it's fun. The book is awesome. Issue three is really going to take it to the next level. And for anyone that wants to go to Izzy's comics and ECGCE comics is where you can pre-order the silverbacks dead president cover. Cool. But in the midst of doing all that, I'm trying to keep the bills paid by doing variant covers for other comics at the same time putting together the Kickstarter that I'm working on. And that is... That's the BFD. That, that is, is the, the BFD. That's, uh, that's the big fucking deal. So April 13th is when I'm going to go live with a crowdfunded Kickstarter campaign of uh, all the, all the care, not all of them, but with a large amount of characters that were in my Care Prime handbook that some of us had purchased or gotten a chance to look at. However, you got a chance to look at it. But the the the, the project on April thirteenth is called Tales from Care Prime, and what it is is it's a collection of 
16 different stories that all take place in the world of Kara Prime. So there's like this connected, there's this connective tissue for all the stories, even though the stories don't necessarily lead into one another. They all mm-hmm. occupy the same world, and it's going to be fun to build after this. But we're getting 16 different looks at what it's like to be alive in, in this world. And so it's an anthology project. And with that being said, there are 16 different writers writing on this project. So the customer will be able to, to enjoy 16 different styles of writing. 16 separate characters from the uh, Kara Prime universe and 16 different art styles for the pages because every page, every group, every story is done by a different creative team. So you, I think it's just, it's so much fun. It's just the, I think the idea is very, very fun. Like we're incorporating people that have been published, you know, a hundred times over. And we're including people that this would be their first, you know, quote unquote published work. So it's, it's really fun. And for me, the headache is making sure everybody turns their stuff in on time, formatting everything to make sure it works, having to pay when uh, the product that was delivered isn't quite finished, but I need to make sure that we get it finished. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's all these moving pieces because when Brian brings something to Kickstarter, I want to make sure that it's 90% complete, if not 100% complete by the time Kickstarter even launches so that the customers don't have to gamble on whether or not, well, that seems like a big project. Can he get 16 <laughs> people on board? Can he get 16 different stories on time? And I don't want them to like, you know what? I'm just going to keep my money because I don't think he can pull that off. So well, the way I run things is I've already <laughs> pulled it off. I'm just trying to pay myself back. <clears throat> You're just trying to level out the field now. Yeah. And, but I, I honest, honestly, I don't think there's any – I haven't seen anybody do anything quite this, like this. I've seen anthologies put together. I've seen uh, comic books on Kickstarter put together. But I don't know that I've seen 16 different creative teams come together <clears throat> to work on one IP that nobody has heard anything about ever. Like, who's going to buy it? Like, it's going <clears> to, <throat> it's ambitious to say that someone would like to buy an 80 page book for $20 of characters they've probably not heard of. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, what, what I'm focusing on is hopefully they are intrigued by the idea of what I'm putting together. And or they already have an attachment to somebody who's a part of the project. Like maybe they've bought uh, a project from one of the creators in the past. And like, well, <laughs> oh, if he's in it, then this whole project may be something worth me looking into. Most definitely. So that, that's what I'm banking on. And uh, I'm sure that a lot of your listeners or viewers or whatever, they, they've, uh, They've seen enough campaigns go on to Kickstarter and see them raise a gajillion dollars every time because they have titties or because and or because they have the the tinfoil gold cover and the diamond encrusted version and the one with her titty out version. And they so they they've really created the one book, but they've they've 
done all these covers and gimmicks and all these different things. And so, so, so they can charge a lot more. So if you want that one hyper gold edition, you're paying a hundred dollars when to me, that's only one customer. Mm -hmm. So the way that I've added, the way that I've formatted my uh, stretch goals onto the Kickstarter is backer based because my goal is to have eyeballs on my product. I don't, I don't, I don't, at this point, I'm really not trying to cater towards the collector one and one in 80 million market, you know, so I can charge a hundred dollars a book. I'd rather have my books in more hands and make less money simply because I think what we're working on is uh, very ambitious. And I think something that customers will enjoy is a connected independent comic universe. Well, <clears throat> I think the I've seen like a lot of other anthologies. Mm -hmm. uh, one that you were involved with, uh, Travis's uh, Cthulhu yeah, the, Invades. The, the, yeah, and keep going with your statement. Uh, with Cthulhu Invades Oz, but you automatically right there, you have you have a, a built-in audience. You have X amount of people over here that like Cthulhu and you have all these people over here and here that all know about the world of us. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, dude, I can't, uh, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from Travis or anyone else that expands on a, like uh, whether it's uh, Cthulhu or HP Lovecraft or whether it's Oz or Wonderland or any of those fairy tales and Peter Pan all those stories that are public domain, as long as you don't use the version that Disney did, like, mm -hmm. but but those things and and zombies and horror anthologies already have a built-in audience. Yeah, regardless of the author or the artist, if you just say, "I put together a zombie anthology that's a hundred pages long," I can't tell you who's involved with it. You'll still sell a gajillion copies. Because there's people that said, oh, it's got zombie. It's an anthology. I'm going to buy it. And with this, I don't I don't have the safety net of, of using an IP that people are already familiar with. So this could be a drastic fail. Like, in all honesty, people could say, who is that? Kara Prime? What's that name? I don't even recognize any of these guys. Get the fuck out of here. And that could be the mindset. Or... We could see the person like, wow, that's ambitious. I want to see what's going on here. There's no way that these 26 creative people all got together and put together a pile of shit. Yeah, and well, there, like you said, there's, there's some people that are getting out with their first work in this, but there's other people that have been around for a while and they're, you know, they're kind of like, you know, brand names. Well, yeah, I, uh, by no means are any of us the upper echelon of, of comic books or even the indie comic books. But but if you take the group of people that we have working on this product, like five of them have worked for trading card companies uh, with licensed properties. Uh, a couple of them have worked on stuff you've seen in Heavy Metal Magazine. A couple of them have done books from Scout Comics. A couple of them have had projects at Image. Like those are even Hasbro. We have a guy on our team that did uh, some logo work. 
that has done licensed product logo stuff for Hasbro. So we're bringing together a lot of people that are very, very talented. And if you, if, if you look at the companies and the end uh, who's trusted them in the past, hopefully that will ease any suspicion or any, any trepidation on whether or not they want to back the project. Well, I think from a lot of what I've seen in, in the indie market and Kickstarter and Indiegogo, it, usually if there's a big project and there's, you know, many multiple names involved, when people start recognizing certain names and they even, they've enjoyed, you know, their work in the past, whether it's, you know, the art, the stories or the combination, uh, they usually want to, they usually want to get on board and you're going to, how many pages is this going to be now? All right. So I don't have the finished number because like I said, not everything is turned in, Yeah. but if we're, if everything is set right now, it looks to be 80 pages of uh, 80 pages of sequential art, but the whole project could end up being like 110 because I've got some other stuff going on in there. But there should, if okay. I'm, if my calculation is right, we should have at least 80 pages of sequential storytelling inside of this uh, inside of this project. Very. That's a that's a nice. That's a nice meaty book too. Yeah. Well, like I said, we've got 16 stories. Each story is five pages. So that doesn't, so every page, like it will start to feel like there's a pattern. There's five pages for every story in the book. So it's not, so you're going to get a beginning, middle and end to the stories. And you're going to get more than just like a, a three panel, uh, like a Garfield cartoon. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I hate Mondays, plop down, oh, he goes to sleep. That's funny. But so with these five pages, I think it's enough to give readers kind of like a little bit more insight into the character that to maybe see if that's somebody that a character they can identify with. Do they want to follow that character any further? Um, do they want to write fan fiction for that character on their own? Like it, it's enough when you when you combine the five pages along with the uh with the amount of backstory that I put into the handbook, that's mm -hmm. a lot of information on one character. So I think it would be fair to say that people can pick up that they may start to have faith. Oh, here we go. So they may start to have favorites, you know, by a certain point because there's just so much backstory and so much, uh, so much information given to you in those five pages. So it's really going to be cool, man. So that, I don't know. I, there wasn't a tin plate or a handbook that I could use to try to help me put this together or even know if the market wants some shit like this. I'm just simply hoping that they are. And I'm super grateful for the 24 other 26 other collaborators that have given their time and hard work to uh, be a part of this project. Well, it's something uh, we, we've talked about this in the past, but you didn't, you know, it was very limited what you were talking about because you were just starting to put it together. Yeah. So, you know, I've been interested in this since you first told me about it. One, yeah. Well, did you download the free digital preview? No, I did not. All right. Well, you can go to the silverbacks.com web store and mm -hmm. there's a digital PDF that gives you uh, a look at some of the art, 
that's on the inside of the book. It gives you a rundown of some of the characters that are going to be inside the book and some of the artists and a list of the creators that are all involved in the project. So you can kind of be like, oh, shit, this is what he's talking about. When this is finished, it's going to be something I need to have on my shelf. For sure. Well, I'm going to want it anyhow because. Yeah. And so the, the way that it's set up, it looks, if I can remember correctly, $10 gets a digital PDF and $20 is the, it will get you a physical copy. That's the, that's the barest bones of everything is $20 will get you a physical copy. 20 bucks for an, for an 80 page anthology yeah. is. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm right happy there. I'm pulling it back a little bit. I, I mean, I know with, with the names and the amount of effort and the quality that this is going to be, I could mark it up. But like I said, I, I want people to have this in their hands. I want people to have this comic book. I want people to read it. Oh, thank you, Pops. But um, so, so my goal is to set it to where people can enjoy this because me moving forward with this doesn't work if nobody knows about it. And if I got greedy and said, oh, these are 50 bucks, you know, it's 100 pages. Did you see all the names? I'm going to sell less copies. But if I can sell these copies at $20 a piece and get them in more hands and then just have less pocket money, that's okay with me. Yeah. You want to, you know, the the handbook was the uh, initial launch of this whole universe. Yeah. But this big anthology is setting up like the complete world building for it. Yeah. Okay, so yes, it does that. So in the world of Care Prime, this is just giving us more building blocks to build with further. But let's talk about what it does for all the creators involved. It, it, it it's going as a reader. Let's say let's say that someone really likes Brian and Care Prime and the idea of what I'm doing, but they haven't really recognized any of the names that go along with the project. Well, when they're reading this and enjoying it they may be turned on to another uh, style of writing by this person, or they may be turned on by this style of coloring or this style of lettering. So, so hopefully this book also acts as like an advertisement for everybody who uh, discounted their services and allowed, and allowed me to hire, hire them to be part of this book. So I'm hoping that it works that way. So not only does the customer get more care of prime, the customer is getting more access to 15 to 16 different styles of doing every step of comic book creating. Yeah. It'll be a, excuse <clears throat> me, be a good uh, jumping point for people to uh, see new talent that they might not have been really exposed to before. And, and as that, that is a, that is a awesome side effect of the way that I've chosen to pursue moving forward with the Kara prime project. Like I'm going to, there's never, it's not going to be like a, a, a title where we see the same artist and writer combo every single time, even if it's a good one, because I want to keep things fresh and introduce new ideas. And if I'm doing that, then nothing can get stale. Keep revolving the keep revolving the teams keep the, to keep the talent keep the revolving. Keep the talent revolving and always be picking a different character to talk about. So I think that's what. So that's that's kind of like the big deal. I mean, and another thing, the the world of Care Prime was designed for creator owned characters that I'm not even aware of, 
could have an adventure inside of Kara Prime and interact with other characters there. And then they can go back to whatever they want to do if they don't like playing inside of Kara Prime. Like it's supposed to be kind of the way I described it was like a plug and play universe. You can come here and play, but you've got to play by these rules. And then when you're ready, you leave and you don't know us shit. We just, we're going to continue to play by our rules. So with different players. Yeah. So let's just say Will created a character, right? Will created a character called Blue Hat Man. And Blue Hat Man is this project that you've been working on forever. But you may not have the social media reach that that is needed to jump off the bat. So you, you come out to me and say, Brian, can we take Blue Hat Man and plug him into Kara Prime and let's do a Blue Hat Man teams up with Apex one-shot story just so I can get my character introduced and then I'm going to keep continuing to make his shit on my own. I would say, dude, let's do it. Let's figure out how to do that. And then once you take your character out of Kara Prime, I, you know, it's not like I still have a say so in it. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's if I think it's worthy and it can fit and we can work something in it, then yeah, come play here to get that that audience that maybe hopefully by that time I will have or we will all have built Kara Prime up to a, a certain level of prestige where people will trust the name. So you can say. Mm-hmm. My character is inside the, this issue of the Kara Prime book. And they're like, oh, well, if it's in Kara Prime, then maybe it's something I need to check out. And then when you go off to do it, it can be Will Exploding Head Comics over here. And and you can just say thank you for helping me out get this started, Brian. And, and I'll be like, you're welcome. So that's the kind of thing that I'm trying to set up. And that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, well... I think I think the biggest part of it is how to maintain it and and just the world is mistrusting as it is. So I'm not it, for me to tell another creator about this. It sounds like that's just too good to be true, or there's got to be some way that you're backdooring the character or whatever. So I just want like I'm doing this for everybody. That's the mm-hmm. reason I want to do it. You want to get everybody more more exposure. And I want to help build, as many people build, that build the audience, build the audience, and uh, build what you started. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yes, but it only works if we can use that as a platform to jumpstart Blue Hat Man or Knife Fingers that this guy has, or Pop Sewer Rat, whatever the thing is. Like, I, I want it's up to us as the Silverbacks community to build up Kara Prime to be at a level where we can introduce everybody's characters through Kara Prime and then be, and, and to make sure that people give a shit. To be the, the biggest collaboration in comics. Maybe. Who knows? That's not the goal. The goal is just to keep having people jump off and become successful mm-hmm. and being able to quit their day jobs. Like that, that's like, if we can get comic book creators to the point where they're generating you know, just a little bit less than their forty-hour-a-week suck job, and they're willing to jump into the jump into this full time. Then we all win. Cool. Hey, Trish. Yeah, I, 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 I never leave the chair. <laughs> we were on a stream earlier with with pops for like four and a half hours. So, yeah, they can talk. Sewer rat. Well, pops, maybe you'll be like Splinter. 
Yeah, I thought maybe you know made it like an old wise tell you know given the given the youngins what to do and what force, and then so this Kickstarter we're going to be doing these too. Oh, cool! So these are like those old wrestling buddies that you used to get in the eighties. Yeah, they're just half the size because I, I I bought I made one that was full size, and they're just too cumbersome and too expensive. But so with the Kickstarter, you can get the set of four of these. They're four different characters, and these are handmade. I have to make these myself. I have to, I have to make the little tag that goes on them, and I have to sew them up and stuff them with stuff, stitch them up, and everything. So I think I, I think I think I still have a Randy Savage one around somewhere. Yeah, I looked into I looked into getting the little voice boxes put inside, mm -hmm. but man, that's just going to add like thirty dollars per unit and no one's willing to pay that for characters they don't uh they they, they don't know already yeah the oz books are hitting people's shelves now the cthulhu invades oz was mailed out i believe last week and people yeah. did start getting them in the mail now uh, i did i worked on the uh david burns story for Pumpkinhead jack and danny morales's story of the one crazy crazy owl or some something like that yeah i think i saw like one or two people uh show showing off uh their oz books that might have gotten them already yeah well i i they're all i i don't know i know like one batch came in first but you go know, like some of them have glow in the dark and some of them don't so i know that he didn't get them all at the same time I, I think I saw uh, a couple of the creators they had gotten in there, uh, the special creator edition that, that Travis had made up for everybody. Oh, okay. Yeah, when I was down in Florida signing the copies of the recount, Travis stopped by the signing and brought the glow-in-the-dark covers. And apparently the people that were on the glow-in-the-dark cover tier, their tier also included five creator signatures. So while I was there signing books for the recount, I think I ended up signing like a hundred and something books of Cthulhu. Wow. You must so, have a tired arm. So some of those people that are getting their books, I don't know who signed up for the tears or whatever, but uh, there should be some silverback signatures in the back of some of those. Cool. I was signed in the wrong spot on a few of them. So you got, you got the wrong, you got the rare Brian can't read signed in the wrong block and used an arrow <laughs> to point to the right block. People are showing off their mojo books too, and I don't have mine. Mail Lady is not my favorite person right now. Yeah, I I don't know what's going on with the U.S. Mail. I sent somebody two remarked prints the other day, and it's been well over a week. And he messaged me today and says it's still listed at the Atlanta Post Office for over like five days and hasn't moved. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, it's just. It just like still like all gummed up from. I'm I'm hoping. You know. Well, if you ordered the glow in the dark ones, I think I signed every one of the glow in the dark ones. Well, there you go, Trish. If you and Mike ordered the glow in the dark one, uh, you'll you should have a silverback signature. Uh, it might not be in the right place, but you'll have it. <laughs> but you'll know it does it because it has like a little arrow pointing down oh. to where it's supposed to be. <laughs> Here's my name and super. Uh, so I'm working on that. Let's see what else have I got going on, man. Um, uh, one of the covers that I did for Illust Illuminati 
for his uh, Kickstarter that's going on right now is available on his Kickstarter. I did a cover for the League of Enchantment, which is a, a cosplaying children's organization. Mm-hmm. And they have theirs on Indiegogo. I did a cover for Louis the Liger, Louis the Li- Louis the Liger, I think is the name of the ch- all ages story. And then I've got the issue four of the recount coming out. I'll, we'll be making announcements about that soon. And I so oh, and I got another cover on the Maniac of New York number one from Aftershock. Oh, nice. So, so I did a cover, the one that looks like Jason Voorhees, I did a cover for the first print, and it sold out before the book came out. And so when the whole book went to second printing, the comic book shop asked me to do another uh, variant cover for the second printing of number one. So they got 250 more copies of uh, a, a different silverback, uh, a different silverbacks version of of the maniac of New York, which he has on sale now at Hogjaw comics. And there was one more. Oh, have you ever heard of a book called uh, junior high horrors? I have now. All right. So uh, it's, it's like a parody book with Jason and Michael Myers and pinhead and Candyman, but they're all in middle school and it <laughs> follows them through middle school kind of shenanigans but it's it's distributed through Diamond. I'm not sure. I think it's done by like Keen Spot. I'm not sure if that's just the printer or if that's a publisher. But so they're printed up and they're distributed through Diamond. But I did a variant cover that they should be announcing relatively soon, which was really fun for me to do. And I I I really can't wait to show that one off too. The four four of the biggest horror icons. All his, all his kids in middle school. Yeah, and fr- apparently Freddy Krueger is like a is, is a cat, and in this particular issue, they run up against somebody named Coral. Coral. Yeah, so they're they're introducing some Walking Dead style elements to their book. So there's going to be a new kid joining the group named Coral. Cool. Hey, Michael. Welcome. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's what I got going on, that and coloring pages. And uh, so for the anthology project, for the Cara, the Tales from Kara Prime, um, not everybody could afford to hire a colorist. So I'm having to, anyone that needed me to, I'm coloring the pages for their five-page story. Mm-hmm. Simple, not because I'm good, not because I know what I'm doing, but because I'm serviceable. And for me, I'm free. So, so it, it I will, saves on everything. So I will have color. I will probably have colored half the book, which I'd like to not do, but I can't afford to not do it. You know, I wish I could. I'd like to see more different coloring styles inside the book. So I'm trying to, as I color these stories, tr- maybe try to switch up a little bit of technique on some of them so that it doesn't get very repetitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you you want you want all those different you know you want all those different looks throughout you know all the stories that are going to be in the book. Yeah, I don't want it to be bland, and plus it's a, it's a chance for me to uh, maybe experiment a little bit, kind of step outside of what I'm used to for five pages and see what happens. So I think I have like four more stories at least to color 
So maybe doing those four stories, I'll step a little further away. I, I just don't know because I'm fighting when I'm exploring new ways of doing things, it chews up more time. And since I have so much shit to do already, I'm kind of like trying to pick the fastest, most conservative way just to get shit done to have it finished, but without sacrificing quality to the consumer. Yeah. Time management is tough. Yeah. And I'm trying to like not go crazy having the grandkids running around the house and shit. So that adds another element. Oh yeah. That's something Pops knows about. Yeah. So it, uh, if you go to caraprime.com, which is K-E-R-R-A prime, P-R-I-M-E.com. Right now, if you click that, it'll take you to my personal uh, uh, Kickstarter, my Kickstarter page, like to show you all the different Kickstarters I did. But as soon as I get approved for pre-launch, it will take you to the pre-launch page for uh, for the Kickstarter campaign. But right now, it just takes you to my Kickstarter profile. Okay. So uh, I have about two more days because I've already submitted it to to uh, Kickstarter for approval. And mm -hmm. once I get approval from them, I can I can create that freelance page. Oh, cool. And uh, it's your own personal, uh, uh, the Silverback store is where people can go and they can check out that, that PDF. Yeah, yeah. silverbacks.com slash shop, I believe is, but silverbacks.com gets you there. You just click on store. It's a free PDF download, and there's a couple of other free items up there. There's some free MP3s and some free phone wallpapers for your phone backgrounds of my artwork. Oh, cool. Yeah, so there's free shit there, too, but then there's also, like, original art for a couple hundred dollars. So there's everything that I do will always live on uh, silverbacks.com. And then you can find me on social media at Brian Silverbacks or Brian Silverbacks. Spell and, uh, like you see it on the screen with a Y and an X. And a Y and an X. The uh, so uh, I just want to give a big shout out to uh, to Trish and Mike because they're big supporters of uh, of indie comics in, in in general. They they love uh, they love Kickstarters and they love supporting creators. So I'm sure they'll be interested in this. I I look forward to at least having them browse the page and make sure that I have, I'm not out of my mind with this. Uh, like see the next, I think next week I'm going to try to put together the video because 80% uh, of all successful Kickstarter campaigns have a video according to statistics. And I like, you know, I fancy myself Gregorious and, and over the top and I love to act and do all that stuff. So it would be in my best interest to put some sort of video together to maybe showcase my personality and, and who knows, maybe somebody will just back the project because I seem like a cool guy, regardless of the shit I'm selling. So I've yeah. got to at least cross my fingers and hope that someone's like, you know what? I'm like that guy. I don't give a shit what it is. Take my $20. Yay. That's a win. Well, you're, you're a fun dude and you're super talented and you know, we, we all like you and, and Hey, I appreciate it. And Hey, I love loggerhead. So yeah. Well, thank you for the loggerhead. What, what was I going to loggerhead? Loggerhead does not appear in this book. I don't believe because loggerhead, the printing rights to loggerhead still lie at scout. 
-hmm. So I had to kind of dance around, even though Loggerhead is technically Kara Prime, I couldn't use him in this type of atmosphere if I ever wanted to pursue publishing somewhere else. So with that said, I had to leave out one of the characters that I put a lot of hard work into to building up, which kind of stinks. But he he still stands on his own. Matter of fact, the uh, the other week, I was uh, I'm a big fan of the comic book shopping network there because uh, uh, JJ over at Jesse James Comics, yeah, you know, got me got me hook line and sinker, and I, uh, <laughs> you know, it's oh man, I, I feel like a crack fiend. I'm like there every night, you know, even yeah, if I, I mean, just buy like one book, you know, Jesse's throwing deals out too, man, like. Oh, I know. Get the whole set, one through six, $20 on that. We're got $20 on that. You're like, whoa, shit. Yeah, and uh, I, I've bought a, a bunch of, I bought a bunch of, uh, I love Scout Comics, like, mm -hmm. as you know, and, you know, I've bought a bunch of the, uh, I bought a bunch of their exclusive number ones. Uh, I, I showed off the other weeks. I got a, I got a, like a whole short box in from, from Jesse. Oh, right uh, on. And, uh, I had, you know, I had a, I had, I had like a, a nice fat handful of like scout books in there along with, you know, a bunch of like older stuff that I just wanted to read again, like Warlord and Rom yeah. call, call me, call me crazy, but you know, crazy. Uh, but I got the, uh, I like going there cause they get the exclusive, they've got ex that exclusive deal with scout. So they get like exclusive covers. So, uh, Pulled it out. There was only one left, and I I snagged the last uh, loggerhead that they did. They get the uh, they got the exclusive cover for it was like the Mario Brothers cover. Oh, oh yeah, so Mario. That, that was Star Bastard and Loggerhead. Yeah, yeah. I, I had. Some, I don't know if I can reach them. Yeah, I have a couple of those, but that that was. Uh, so if you remember the first loggerhead that I did, I did an eight bit eight bit Super Mario cover of loggerhead, like going boing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how do I take that up a notch? So that's when I did the, uh, that's when I did the uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 homage and had Loggerhead and Star Bastard kind of doing the little floaty flying thing. But thank you for your, for, for, for liking the cover. I, that came to me when I was like, I just think that would be fun. And I wonder what Loggerhead would look like. Would he look more like Yoshi or should I create something totally new? So uh, it was fun, man. But thank you for appreciating the work that went into it and the uniqueness of it. Like how many Super Mario Brother 3 homage covers have you seen? Um, besides that one, I think like only like one or two in like the yeah, last not 10 a whole years. Lot. No, which is which is good because, you know, we're all, we're all sick of. Uh, you know, the Spider-Man, you know, web cover. I was sick of that like a day after I saw it. Spider-Man uh, number one? No, the, uh, the, the issue 55 where where the uh, where it was like a side view of Spider-Man and it was all done, so it was made out of webbing. Oh, 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 the Gleason. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, I thought it was cool. When we first saw, when I first saw the, the first Gleason Spider-Man cover, I thought it was cool, and that's when I did a Venom version of my own, mm -hmm. and then they did a Venom, and then they did a Carnage, and then they really just fucking phoned in and did a cash grab when they did the man thing, because that man thing, it doesn't, it doesn't even fit. Like it doesn't, it. Uh, I, and then, I think and, and, and Michaels did a uh, 
did it do you poo? Same thing with the webs. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, this, this is, you know, it, at least it took them like, you know, 10, 15 years to like, for people to be sick of seeing uh, a homage of Spider-Man 300. Yeah. So I, I, I do fall into that sometimes, but I'm going to, I'm also working on a, an additional project which will allow me to do funny parody type rip uh, homage covers as well mm -hmm. so that I can jump into the do you poo and the my little ponies game that everybody seems to love collecting these covers for except I'm going to do it with 100% creator owned IP cool hey Phil man says if you have a short you need help with uh, hit him up what do you, I, I'm, I don't know what you need but I don't know what I know Phil does podcasting and stuff, right? Like Phil, uh, he he's yeah, he's uh, he's he's Pop's uh, tech guy, but he's yeah. also, he's also a colorist. Oh well, shit. See, see, part of the thing, Phil, is uh, it's going to break down to De Niro. <laughs> a, a little bit of the Robert De Niro factor is why I haven't been able to bring anybody else on, so I'm having to suffer through it. So. Unless you just want your name up in lights, which I use the term loosely, there's not much we can do for you. But thank you, Phil, for offering. And maybe, who knows, we'll be popping up on the Phil Show. Because while I'm putting together this project, there's 25 creators on board at least. And probably 15 to 20 of them don't mind doing podcasts where they can talk about this project and their personal projects that they have going on because every one of them has a ton of awesome shit going on. Yeah. So and I, 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 I got a nice, I got, I got a nice fat list from, uh, from you when you, we were uh, chatting back and forth earlier. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to be busy. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, some of these are first timers and some of them aren't, but maybe some of them don't travel in the circles that normally make it onto your show. Mm -hmm. So you can talk to them, <clears throat> excuse me, for like 15 minutes about the Kara Prime project and how they got involved. And then you can dovetail that right into 30 minutes of their role in the world of comic books. And who doesn't want to jazz up their own stuff? You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Well, Trish, thanks for telling me because uh, when I'm done and I download the audio for uh, Age of Radio, Later on, uh, I'm gonna have to go uh, get myself a Joker wallpaper from. Uh, oh, I think the I think the one she's referring to is the mask that you have. I have. Oh yeah. It, I have it digitally for the sort of fit your phone as a background. That works for me. I'll, I'll be all fashionable. I'll have the mask on. I'll have the. Yeah, it's it's called matching. It's not fashionable. It's called matching, man. A lot of us do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well. It, it takes me a while to get used to stuff. <laughs> but no, man, I appreciate you letting me come on. And if you were to ever get any of the rest of the crew on, uh, I, I, I'm sure they would thank you as well. I'll thank you because it's helping the Kara Prime uh, initiative. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, th they'll be able to talk about what they're doing and bring that to your audience as well. Cool. And uh, Pop says you got a standing invite to... Uh, appear on his Monday Night Madness show or uh, be a guest on CromCon next month, too? That I don't know that I... I, I, know, I know about the con, the convention stuff. I think I'd be I'd be better set as a guest because I don't... I don't really have, like, a way to display... Like, I, 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 and I don't have a lot of time. 
but I can get pops the list of people that said that they were willing to do podcasts and stuff. And I think that it, it'll provide new people that maybe uh, our listeners and viewers haven't seen before. Cool. Yeah. Or, they haven't seen him as much. I mean, have you ever talked to Jonathan Hedrick, right? Oh, yeah, many times. All right, well, now he could talk about this. David Galliano, have you ever talked to him? Uh, not yet, no. He wrote Savage Bastards for Mad Cave. You could talk to him. Uh, there's a concept artist in Tennessee who uh, has won awards for his concept art for films and TV. His name's Andy Gray, he, and he's down to do podcasts. You know, I got all these people that are that are willing to do podcasts that you may not have spoken with that it's just going to be new content and don't we all want that when we have a youtube channel always yes yes pops so, this isn't a wrestling show <laughs> so i what i'll do for pops is i will take the the same list of names and then just copy and paste it in a message over to pops cool the number, the number could grow, but the, as of yesterday, these were the people that raised their hands when I put out the call to who wants to do it. But I'm sure there will be more added down the road. Okay, that that all sound that all sounds good to me. I'm always, you know, I'm always looking for guests, and I just love doing this. So, well, I appreciate it, man. April thirteenth, CaraPrime.com. CaraPrime.com, and it goes dollars. Goes live, and you can get a physical copy of this 80 plus page anthology because it's 80 pages now. That could change in a couple days. Well, it's 80 pages minimum. We know that it, we're going to have 80 pages. I just don't know how much how much bigger we're going to grow from that. So it's at least 80 pages for a nice fat an anthology, 16 different stories, five pages. 16, 16 characters, 16 stories, 16 writers, 16 artists, all one connected universe. For 20 bucks. Yeah. It's pretty badass when you that, say that. that. That's a bargain any day. Any day. Well, Brian, I want to thank you for coming on. Always a pleasure. I know you're busy. You, you have... You have lots of coloring to do. I do. And and, and lots of other work to do. As, um, as we were talking, I just got a new page for one of the featured stories. She sent me a page and told me to look at panel one, and I'm loving it. Cool. Well, I can't wait to see it when it when it comes out. And uh well, check out that preview also, by the way. Yeah. When when we're done here, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and I'm gonna download that PDF, check check out the preview and uh be ready free, for what it the free joker wallpaper also of course i got to match my i got to match my gator thank you will and uh we'll we'll talk to you soon and we look forward to this coming out in kickstarter thank you guys stay creative thanks man everybody have a great night uh and you know peace love and read some comic books would you <laughs>